0: Oh, man, this is really living. Hey everybody. Happy Tuesday. It's 9.09 a.m. on Tuesday, April 6th. Um, heading into work. And I usually check the numbers on Tuesdays because it includes the Sunday-Monday lag. And I've been doing that for some time now. Uh, the good news is well there's lots of good news the good news is um, the previous week the cases had increased about 12,000 per day on average this past week they went down 1,000 so they're holding steady that's good Um, it's about 64,000 cases a day the previous 7 day average was 65,000 hopefully it holds steady but the great news is that deaths have dropped 21% after previously dropping, uh, was it, it was like 30% or something, the daily average. The daily average of deaths is 780 uh, in the last seven days. The week before that was 990. And I believe the pandemic threshold, according to the CDC, is somewhere in like the five, 5.4, or 5.5%, something like that, of all cause deaths. That figure would have to be between 400, around 400 deaths a day. Once we drop to that average, then we're below the pandemic threshold as defined by the CDC. So if we lose, <clears throat> if the vaccine is in fact effective at stopping people from getting severe cases and dying, it's not surprising. Which It's funny because this is exactly what we were told. We were told, we don't know if it blocks transmission but we're we're convinced that it stops severe cases, and and then um, the byproduct of that is that fewer people die from it. It was going to be like the flu vaccine, they said. Yet we're still reporting case numbers. Um, so if what they if what they have honestly said is true, then we will continue to see cases, but deaths will go down, hospitalizations will go down is what's happening. The also, What's funny is that we have states um, that are seeing an increase are the northeast states. They are the ones that are keeping the cases plateaued because everywhere else they're dropping. So the increase in states like Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, New York, the ones that still have mask mandates, the ones that still have capacity restrictions, the cases are going up. The reason, most likely, Is that they've been so slow to reopen That there's more of their population That still hasn't gotten the virus So we're seeing those cases now They squeezed off the hose Like I said in the past It doesn't stop people from getting it The people who are susceptible to it Will get it Because that's the way it works Um, And meanwhile States that were a little bit more open Never re-locked down in the wintertime, like Florida, their cases have been more evenly distributed. So the same number of people per million will end up getting it, most likely, but it's, instead of having, um, a big spike and then a pinched, a significant drop and then a big spike, theirs was more just hills, which if you look at the numbers, uh, for states, you can see it. It's pretty clear. Um, But anyway, I just find it interesting that people are turning a blind eye. You see the Texas Rangers had their home opener and it was full, full house, full house. It's been four weeks since the governor lifted the mask requirements and all restrictions. And Texas' cases continue to plummet. And they asked Fauci, why is this happening? And he was like, I don't really know. Um. They said, but they're ignoring your guidance and look, they're having success. What do you you have to say for that? And he said, oh, they might be doing some things outdoors, I guess. Usually it takes a few weeks for cases to increase. Well, it's been four weeks. Could it be that our intervention really has no significant effect? It might temporarily do things. It might temporarily stop things from spreading. But ultimately, the virus is going to adapt and do what it wants to do. All we can do is wash our hands. (laughs) The stuff that we've always done from the beginning of time. So, your brilliant leader, Dr. Fauci, the man who has all the answers, has no answers. And he really hasn't had answers from day one. Um, Meanwhile, teachers' unions continue to destroy the country. They're arguing now that they can't reopen in-person learning regardless of whether the teachers are vaccinated because the kids aren't vaccinated. Unbelievable. Get your kids out of public school. If your public school is closed, get them out now. Because if these are the people that are in charge, they're buffoons. They are idiots and they're destroying your kids' lives. You don't owe them one one thing. Not one thing. Good morning, everybody. It's Saturday, April... 10th, and 8.20am, I just uh, left my brother's house, Uh, crashed there last night, stayed up later than I should have, as usual, talking to him, we're up to like 2, but I'm heading to get some breakfast, and then I'll be at work by 9.45, hopefully, 3 shows today, and then back home. Some combos tonight, which is amazing. <clears throat> what's going on in the world? Nothing much. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't really have any thoughts on what's going on in the world right now. I think that, uh, regardless of what the media says, I think people are done with the pandemic, and I think eventually everything's just gonna kind of slowly go back to normal, whether they want it to or not. Uh, Well now, it's Monday, April 12th, 4.43pm. I got a flat tire as I was driving. Uh, A couple of Good Samaritans helped me out in Pottstown. One guy... Fix a flat. Tried to help me with that. Got his air compressor. Tried to help me with that to get me enough air to get me to Firestone to replace the tire. That didn't work. So I got out of my car and was going to put the donut on. And I got the tire or I got the car up on the jack that just comes with the car. It's kind of a flimsy little one, but um, got the car up and loose. I mean, I loosened the, the lug nuts. Got the car up. I was starting to pull the tire off, and as I pulled the tire off, the jack slipped. And thankfully, I wasn't injured, but it wedged the car dropped and wedged the tire beneath the wheel well. So I called AAA, and they actually came out in like a few minutes usually take they said an hour and they were there like five minutes later because the guy had happened to just be driving by and then um he was able to just replace put the donut on for me because he had the tools to jack up the car so i didn't have to get it towed and now i'm heading there to firestone to get new tires because i think i need the front two tires replaced not just the one that went flat um it's the wear and tear of all this driving that i do i guess but uh I'll be home later than I anticipated today, but I'm glad that I'm safe, and I had my faith in humanity restored today um, by a few people who helped me out, so that's a good thing, that's a promising thing, even as all the news outlets are peddling fear porn and all that stuff. Anyways, uh, I have to get the tire replaced ASAP because I need to be able to get to work tomorrow, so that's what I'm doing. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, April 13th, and it's 9.02 a.m. Heading into work. This looks like it's going to be another beautiful day. Um, Get you caught up on things. Uh, The FDA and CDC announced that they are recommending suspending the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is hilarious because you have people out there saying, stop. Stop being concerned about the vaccine. Just get vaccinated. It's your patriotic duty. Well, what I say to them is, I'm glad that the FDA and the CDC did not set aside concerns to just keep pumping this vaccine into people. Now, could it be something? Could it be nothing? Obviously. However, to say and to gaslight the American public that our concerns are unwarranted when all we've heard for a year a year is that you are concerned about a virus that has a 99.8% recovery rate for the general population that that concern is so, so founded that you're going to take my rights away but now I have to set aside my concerns about getting a vaccine that has had more injuries reported than and that's according to the CDC like adverse event database more adverse reactions reported from vaccinations than the last 10 years combined but you won't hear about that on the news because what they want to do is they want to cover over the truth to combat vaccine hesitancy meanwhile their very behavior is what causes vaccine hesitancy. When you have Dr. Fauci saying that he hasn't resumed anything from his normal life, even though he's doubly vaccinated, fully vaccinated, I'm sorry, and that he doesn't think you should go to restaurants, even if you've been fully vaccinated. What? (laughs) What's the point? What is the point then? It's just so mind boggling. When you have these press photos being released of Biden and Harris who are fully vaccinated wearing masks and sitting six feet apart. It's all theater. It's all a show. And they wonder why people don't want to get the vaccine. It's because there hasn't been enough testing done to ensure its long-term efficacy and its long-term safety. That's not unreasonable to want more information about. But if you ask for it, you are called an anti-vaxxer or you're called anti-science. Science has been capitalized now. People say science as though science is fact. Actually, science is a process to determine the truth and it's constantly being reevaluated, and the practice of science is poking holes in the consensus to ensure that it's right. Over the last few years, science has been turned into a religion and it's been turned into a dogma when the very reason scientists exist is to challenge dogma, to challenge what are perceived to be facts. Capital S science said that the earth, that the sun revolved around the earth. Capital S science um, said that bloodletting was a great thing. Capital S said that you didn't have to wash your hands after giving, uh, touching dead bodies before delivering babies. That's true. Go look it up. The guy recommended that hand washing should be implemented by doctors. They thought he was crazy. Um, that's what capital S science says. And the moment that you cannot challenge scientific consensus without fear of retribution, then science goes out the window because then it's narrative. Then it's the the purpose of uh, free speech is so that we can question things so that we get to the truth, not so that we can just uh, obey whatever um, assigned person tells us what the truth is. I didn't vote for Dr. Fauci. I don't think you did either. So why does he have a say in what I do with my life? You shouldn't um, so you have vaccine hesitancy being uh created by the very behaviors that are uh, mixed mixed messaging about timelines and what what's safe to do and putting irrational fear in people so that you have people that are fully vaccinated wearing masks saying they'll never take their mask off like that is the problem fact that you can't tell the truth about something. How about you say, listen, this many people have died since getting the vaccine. We don't know if the vaccine caused it, but we just want you to know that this happened. Now, if you take that total number versus how many vaccines have been distributed, that percentage of people is smaller than the percentage of people that have died from COVID after contracting it. You're a grown up make your decision based on your own risk assessment. That is what should be said and that is what should be done. And people, some people who have a fear, they're more afraid of the virus than they are of the vaccine, they'll get the vaccine, they'll feel safe, they'll feel protected, they get to go back to their lives. The people who say, you know what, I'll take my chances because one, I may not even get COVID because some people just don't seem to be as susceptible to even contracting it. It's not, and that's something the news will never tell you it's not one for one. Um, Some people have been exposed to it multiple times and have not gotten it. Or they got such a mild case that it doesn't even show up on their body. Uh, So to act like every new case is you know, that that person has a 5% chance of dying or whatever they want to try to make you believe is just a fallacy. And the way you combat vaccine hesitancy is you stop acting like people are evil for not wanting the vaccine. Because when you start to pressure, that's when people say, wait a minute, it's their very behavior that causes vaccine hesitancy. It's their very, uh, their very messaging that causes vaccine hesitancy. It has nothing to do with misinformation. And if any, if it does, it's the misinformation that's coming from the experts because you have scientists that aren't on the news that are actually respected scientists currently in the field saying, hey, maybe we should slow up on this whole global vaccination effort because not everyone needs to be vaccinated against this virus. We should make it available if people want it, but we need to just do a risk assessment. If you say that, you're condemned and that's wrong. Um, The way to combat misinformation is just freaking tell the truth. Let people make their own decisions We have freedom from God to decide what's best for us and our families. it's not the government's job to tell us that. What's up, everybody? I am... I finally got my car parts. Having some car issues. This is for the new uh, gear shift button. And I am going to attempt to replace it myself. It seems pretty easy if I do it correctly so we'll see ta-da I did it can't really get this little spot here to snap close as nice as it was but get my finger out of the way there look I did it I fixed it myself I'm very proud if I do say so doesn't look great But nothing in my car looks great. That's for darn sure. Good morning. It's 8.49 a.m. on Thursday, April 15th, which was tax day, but they pushed it back a month because, for some reason, a pandemic affects your ability to file your taxes. I don't get it. Um, If anything, people probably have more time to do their taxes because... Uh, you know, I guess it's probably because that people have to get stuff in order, and it's hard because people have to work around schedules. And government <laughs> government is staying as closed as possible during the pandemic. Um, sorry, I didn't really do my hair this morning because I took a shower last night. <clears throat> um, cases are plateaued. Uh, I know if you watch the news. They're talking like it's the end of the world. Michigan is currently the state that has the most daily new cases. And they're making up, I would say, one-sixth, maybe one-seventh of the new cases a day. Just the state of Michigan. So if you remove the state of Michigan, we're actually doing it pretty well. Um, People are curious as to why Michigan is seeing this spike... And if you have been following the numbers as closely as I have, I can tell you exactly why. It's because they had one of the strictest lockdowns during the entire pandemic. So they are really just catching up to every other state in terms of cases. And unfortunately for them, it looks really bad. Um, Much like I've said, I've gone on and on and said this, that basically massive lockdowns, aggressive lockdowns don't stop the virus. They merely prolong it. They merely kick the can down the road. And now the chickens are coming home to roost in Michigan. Um, If you had a state that was more like Florida uh, or Georgia, you see these other states, they're willing to spread out the cases, which is what the entire purpose of lockdowns was supposed to be, was to spread out the cases. It wasn't to stop them. And then people decided we're going to change the purpose of them, the best strategy is hygiene and going about your daily lives, because then the hospital systems are not overwhelmed. Now you see the problem with huge shutdowns. The problem is, is that you just keep creating more spikes. It looks good temporarily, and then it comes back. Because the virus is going to have a timeline, whether we like that or not. Um, And because the governor overreached, thankfully, the state Supreme Court stepped in. She doesn't have the power to do what she was doing. And guess what? Everybody who's afraid, you can lock yourself down. That's the part that no one is talking about. You don't need the governor to tell you how to behave. You don't need the federal government to tell you how to behave. If you're concerned about catching COVID because your state has a spike in cases, stay in your home. Get your groceries delivered. That's your free will to do so. That's what's so mind-boggling about this. And then you can say, well, I have to go to work. Okay. If you have a job that's making you go to work and you don't feel like it's safe, then find a different job. It's not that hard. Um, And also, it's not increasing your risk. If you're working in person and you've been doing so for this whole pandemic, it's not all of a sudden more contagious. They keep saying it is, but a recent article just came out, published on NBC News, a Lancet study. I distrust Lancet because they put out bogus hydroxychloroquine studies that were retracted. However the studies and the science and the data suggest that this B117 UK variant that everyone is up in arms about is no more virulent, no more deadly. It might be more contagious and I would argue it's possible that it could be mutating into a more contagious strain which is then less virulent, but they would never come out and say that. They would never say that a new strain is less severe because then people will be like, oh, well, if it's becoming the dominant strain and it's less severe, then that's good news, right? We're not allowed to have good news. Um, I don't know if you saw Project Veritas, somebody I strongly support, so much so that I'm considering donating to them, doing actual investigative journalism, undercover journalism. Um... And any time the mainstream media comes out attacking something, I usually take notice and say, well, there must be something they're doing that's working. They came out, show, uh, CNN director basically embarrassing himself by admitting that CNN, which is supposed to be the most trusted name in news, which is hilarious, is basically a propaganda arm for the climate agenda and the uh, Democratic Party. Uh, going as far as to say it's it's helpful for them if they continue covering allegations, even if there is no evidence for those allegations. Meanwhile, that same network ignores the credible, the ten credible accusers of Governor Cuomo. Um, it's just amazing they keep trying to come up with these hit pieces for DeSantis, who's handling COVID well. Meanwhile, their prized governor uh, Andrew Cuomo is under investigation for lying about the data credibly by the federal government not like some rando allegation that has no uh, water CNN continues to run with anonymous sources and then have their their stories completely debunked but it doesn't stop them and this guy is on camera admitting that it's mind-boggling to me and there are so many people out there probably nobody watching this or listening to this that think when you watch CNN that you're getting unbiased actual news. You're not. The way you get news is by finding independent journalists who are risking their reputation and their financial situation to get the truth out there. Mainstream media outlets are money-making machines. You have to understand that. I recommend checking out Tim Poole He is uh, a, considers himself progressive, but he's honest. He's willing to challenge the narrative. Glenn Greenwald is another one who's uh, on the left, but is honest and willing to challenge the narrative, so much so that he resigned from the job that he, uh, the business that he created, because they would not allow him to publish a story about Hunter Biden. So he resigned and went independent. Jordan Schachtel. Another one that I really enjoyed, as you've seen, I might have included some of his articles in my podcasts and past episodes. Start doing the work of finding trustworthy sources that are not three-letter networks, because the three-letter networks—they exist to make money. They exist to create uh, mania, fear they create to propagandize the American public. That's why they exist. So find some independent journalists out there. You'd be surprised at the amount of stories and hoaxes that you have fallen victim to because you've listened to uh, a quote-unquote respected journalist on television. What's up, everybody? I just wanted to follow up on my video from this morning because I was talking about uh, you can't trust the media you can't trust big tech either James O'Keefe the founder of Project Veritas his Twitter account was suspended as was Project Veritas's Twitter account because of this CNN thing give me one good reason why a company like Twitter would suspend somebody who is a journalist for putting out actual information that's investigative putting anonymous sources on Twitter that are unverified with stories that prove to be hoaxes. They don't suspend those people. They suspend people who have actual audio and video evidence of corruption. But because they're in bed with all of these big news organizations, they suspend them. Also, Facebook. There was a story about one of the Black Lives Matters founders buying a house buying four houses for a total of like $3 million in the last year, and uh, people were saying that she moved into a neighborhood that had um, 99.4% white population or something like that, Uh, which seems hypocritical. Uh, You can't even talk about it. Facebook blocked the story from being shared. I just don't understand how anyone could say that there is a justifiable reason to block speech. It's not their prerogative to do so. And if you give me this private company nonsense, then you've drunk the Kool-Aid. Private companies should not be allowed to violate the Constitution. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be allowed to take away people's rights. Don't give me this, oh, well, what about churches and all that kind of stuff. No, this is talking about, these are platforms that the purpose that they market themselves is free speech. They market themselves as being a platform where you can express your views, connect with people from all over the world. You just control what you're allowed to say on those platforms. It doesn't quite make sense. I'm done with Facebook, done with Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter in years, but done with these companies, that's why I don't even put these videos on YouTube anymore, I just have my website now, I don't even put these videos or podcasts on Facebook, because it's not worth it, yes, the reach would be helpful, but eventually, this kind of stuff that I'm talking about would get censored, I get taken down, and I just don't want that grief, I already had my MailChimp account suspended, uh, for reasons that they say, but I don't. I don't buy it, yeah it's just if if you're still on these platforms and uh, you're a patriot you need to think about if it's justifiable i know everybody says like oh we got to be on there we need to spread the word on those platforms and stuff but we also need people to invest in these other platforms that are coming online that are for free speech that are being attacked by the big tech companies uh gab Parler. There's a new one coming out called Frank. So we got to start looking at other alternatives to these media companies because they're so big. And we've seen that when we unite and we we boycott these things, they take notice. They do. Companies, you may think they don't, but companies will start to see the bottom line. Right now they're acting in a way that they think helps their bottom line. They think by being woke and by being um, pro-censorship and all this, they think that's helping their bottom line. But when they realize that half the country disagrees with them and will stop using their product, our eyes will be open. We need conservative-minded people to create uh, an economy where people don't feel like they're being discriminated against. People don't feel... Business owners and, and these corporations that aren't going to try to restrict our freedoms by having these vaccine passports and things like that. We need companies to stand up for American values and for constitutional rights. Those companies will be incredibly successful if they stand by those things. And they might feel a lot of heat, and I'm sure they will, but the support that they will get will overwhelmingly outweigh the negative feedback that will be from the trolls and bots on Twitter and on social media. Those are my thoughts for today. I'll see you later. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, April Six no yes yeah, sixteenth which is crazy It's 5 57 a.m as you can see the light is starting to dawn and I am heading to my uh, my Bible study and I'm tired <laughs> It's crazy light I really don't care. wanted to give you guys a glimpse of the, the daylight. I'm sure a lot of you had to work at this time and I, I pray for you because this is not in my body to be out this early. <clears throat> not at all. Especially when I have I'll be out till 11 o'clock tonight most likely uh, by the time I get home. And uh, three shows tomorrow. And Sunday Uh, We're leading worship at our church for the first time, Jamie and I. So that'll be nerve-wracking. Um, yeah. Really appreciate you guys watching and listening. Subscribe. Go to, oh boy. Subscribe.actingrealtor.com Hey everybody, happy Saturday. It is Saturday, April 17th. And, um, Going in for three shows. Uh, As of now, looking back at the last seven days, the cases are the same as they were the previous seven days, which is always good. Considering the news keeps talking about how we have a fourth wave going on. But over the last three weeks, the cases have basically, you would think someone basically just put like a cap on them. If you look at the cases, (coughs) they've been holding steady including Michigan having a huge spike. So imagine what all the other states are going through. Uh, thanks for letting me go. Sorry. I was just <laughs> came to a stop sign and the guy I was stopped and the guy was flying and like barely stopped at the stop sign. And then he waved me on, which is hilarious considering I had the right of way for about two minutes before he even arrived. Um, but I digress. Um, also important to note is that this past week <coughs> uh, we did not eclipse 80,000 cases, whereas in the two previous weeks there was at least one day where we had more than 80,000 cases. Um, so that's good. doesn't seem like we're uh, just exponentially growing in cases again like we had been in past surges, <coughs> but you'd never know that. Um, we now know for a fact that the news media promotes COVID for ratings. Uh, A CNN director was caught saying that very thing. So you can look up Project Veritas to see those videos. Sorry about this sunlight. I'm trying to avoid it here. Um, They also, the CDC published data that you, uh, I think it was 5,800 people have contracted COVID after being fully vaccinated out of the 74 million or so who've been fully vaccinated. Uh, which is a .0078% chance of getting COVID after being vaccinated. So, a scientist or a data analyst would say, hey, the vaccine works. You're essentially immune because you have less than a... What is that? 007. Less than 1 one-hundredth of a chance. So, I think that's how it would work, right? Or yeah, I'm not exactly sure how that would work. So it's point zero zero seven eight. So it was point zero zero. No, it was point zero one. So yeah, one one hundredths less than one one of a chance of getting COVID after being vaccinated. Uh, you also have a point zero 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 one percent chance of dying after being vaccinated. Good for you. That's great. I also believe that if you've contracted COVID, the numbers are probably. As strong or stronger uh, in terms of immunity again, and the likelihood of being reinfected. I believe there's something um, prior to this vaccination and stuff. People who had been infected, confirmed. There's actually fewer than 5,800 people who've been reinfected uh, since the start of the pandemic. So that's good too. Um, so you would think people would be like, "Oh wow, good! The vaccine works. I guess we can go back to living our lives if we've been vaccinated." which would encourage more people to get vaccinated. Nope. <laughs> That's not what happens. In, in in a world where satire becomes reality, Ron DeSantis said, if you've been vaccinated, you're immune. So act like you're immune. And people lost their minds. Saying, no, you can still get it. You can still get it. Yes, you can. You have a point zero zero seven eight percent chance of still getting it, according to the CDC. So keep wearing a mask and social distancing. Do you see how it's not about science or data anymore? Statistically speaking, you are twice, uh, twice as likely of getting struck by lightning and dying than dying from COVID after being vaccinated. Yet, we're told that <laughs> you have to keep wearing a mask and social distancing if you've been vaccinated. It's almost like they don't want people to get vaccinated, which is really funny, because they're acting like people who choose not to be vaccinated are the devil. But that's what happens when you when you cling to capital S science. You can't question it. And what's funny is that we've questioned, is this vaccine effective? If we have to continue to do all these things, are these vac- is this vaccine effective? And Pfizer's CEO came out and said, well, you might have to get a third dose, and you might have to get a COVID shot every year going forward. Huh. So what you're saying is it's not effective at eradicating the virus. Like we were sold. And what's funny is that we were, you would be deplatformed for questioning whether the vaccine actually would bring an end to this virus or create herd immunity as we've been throwing around the terms. We didn't create herd immunity against the flu because people still get the flu. Um, because there's different strains much like this. Uh, but sure pump, pump a vaccine through your body in addition to the flu vaccine every year and I'm sure there's no long term side effects against that and what's funny is now they were able to abandon the long term safety trials for this pandemic so why would they ever go back to doing that if they could just create a reason to have this vaccine out there If we if we've proven that we can generate a vaccine in under 12 months and get it to market essentially why would a vaccine ever be tested for 5 to 7 years or whatever anymore That's the scary part, is that to be able to see a return on investment so quickly, that's going to entice further uh, vaccine development that will have people cutting corners and maybe not doing the safety trials. Because they didn't even test this vaccine on pregnant women, and yet they're administering it to pregnant women. Like Things like that is that's all we should be allowed to ask those questions we should be able to have informed consent it can only be informed consent if there is the information that we want information that's important to us otherwise it's not informed consent it's a piece of paper that waives their liability it's called informed consent because the people need are supposed to be need to be informed in order to make the best decision for their own health Anti vax, it's not uh, anti science or anti data. It's the exact opposite, actually. You want to see the science and the data so that you can make an informed decision. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't let people be demonized for wanting more information in regards to their health. If you're willing to blindly accept and believe, That you have to continue to wear a mask after being vaccinated when your risk of being reinfected is .0078%, then who's the person that actually believes science? Is it the person pointing out the statistical likelihood, or is it the person who's blindly obeying one man who's 80 years old and hasn't worked actually for a non-government agency in decades? Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Acting Realtor podcast. If you like what you heard, I encourage you to subscribe. You can also leave us a rating or review. That will move us up the chart so other people can find out about the show. I also encourage you to check out actingrealtor.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well.